Perfect day. Let me tell you what is not a perfect day. It's toward the end of the afternoon, you get a call at work, and uh, your wife is pretty much in tears, and she's saying, I don't, I don't know what to do. One of our daughters, five years old, in kindergarten, has been sitting outside on the curb for the last hour and a half, waiting for some friends who said that they would come by to come by. And your heart just breaks, because you know that this is not the last time that this will happen. It may be, it may be what makes us human. That every human being from at least first grade on has had that time where they have felt like they're on the outside looking in. That they don't fit, that they don't belong, that they're not valued. They're not valued. And then along comes the church and we have been spending all spring saying we value everybody here. Except women, you have to stay back here. And except singles, you're over there. And uh, Young people can feel like they're here. And old people, your time has passed. And everybody, does everybody feel valued? Even in church? It's a battle. It's a battle for all of us. This is a perfect way to end our valuable series. All together, on a beautiful day, Eating together and having communion together, each of us precious to God on Father's Day. Father's Day actually is not one of the hallmark holidays. 1909, a woman, a young lady, is sitting in church in Spokane, Washington, listening to a Mother's Day sermon, of course. And she thinks of her dad, a Civil War vet, who is raising six children as a single dad. She decides to do something, and by 1924, President Coolidge signs Father's Day, and 1966 on, the third Sunday of June becomes Father's Day. And it's a great thing. Fathers need, men need, we all need to feel valued, even if just for a day, because men especially can feel threatened. They don't look like it, but they can feel threatened. Young men, young boys grow up and they are wonderful, cute little children and then energetic teens and then they turn into young adults and they're Peter Pan. They don't want to grow up. All through their 20s, they don't want to grow up and then all of a sudden, somehow, these Peter Pans have kids and they don't know what to be. They think, should I be Oz? Dad feels like the Wizard of Oz, the great and mighty Oz, who always has the answer that the kids long for. And then all of a sudden, the kids don't think of him as the great magician. And dad struggled even just to stay friends. Can I be your friend? You're not supposed to be their friend. You're supposed to be their dad. But it's a hard, hard thing. Dads need all the help that they can get. When it doesn't go well, fatherhood can become a source of pain. Many of you had trouble praying with Deb the Lord's Prayer, Our Father because your experience with your father was a source of pain and you need healing and forgiveness. All of us are imperfect men and fathers. Some of us still have a chance to do better. So what I'd like to do is to just take a couple minutes and say, what would Jesus say about fathering? He tells stories as he so often does. And in Matthew, he tells this story. What do you think? He starts it out that way. What do you think? 
there was a man who had two sons. He went to the first son and said, Son, go in the vineyard today and work. I won't, said the boy. But later he changed his mind and he went to work. Then the father went to the second son and said the same thing. And the boy said, I'll go, sir. But he didn't go. Which son did what his father wanted? Well, the crowd answered, the first one. And so Jesus used the story to talk about how it's not the person who talks the best. It's the person who does what the father wants that ends up in heaven. But it's a picture of dads and the precarious business of being dad. It's a story about second chances and second thoughts. There's no time like today for second chances. There's no time today like second thoughts. Let's give a second thought to men or the men in your life or to fathers or to you as a dad. I want to talk about how you can be a better father or a better mother, better father or mother in three minutes. Three minutes to being a better dad. The first one doesn't take three minutes. It takes three seconds. It's this. Hang it up. Hang it up and arrive. Hang it up. When you walk through the door after work or a trip or an errand, don't be on the phone. One of the greatest ways to destroy a little kid who's waiting for you to show up is to stick your arm out to your daughter and say, just a second, I'll be off in just a second instead of letting them come up and hug you. It's the easiest one to do. It's the easiest one to do. And you only have a certain amount of time to do it. If you're still on the phone when you're at the driveway, park in the driveway. Don't go in. I used to park in the garage for the last five minutes of the phone call. And the only reason I knew how to do that was that I did it wrong a million times. Let them know. Hang it up and arrive. The, the second piece of advice is, uh, is a little different. It's uh, say yes more than you say no. It's hard, especially for young parents, to learn that. Say yes more than you say. Everybody has to say no all the time to their kids, and that's right. But too often we say no to our kids, no matter their age, because we're overprotective. Frankly, because we don't want to go outside again. We don't want to clean up the mess again. We don't want to see them fail again. We don't want to do it again. And so many opportunities to create memories get lost because we say no. We are supposed to be the ones who fertilize our kids' dreams and not kill them. We need to say yes and pick them up. The third lesson in three minutes I'd give to be a better dad or a better mom is to just ask you this question. When was the last time that you spoke any spiritual wisdom to your children? I don't mean giving them the God hates that kind of stuff lecture. I don't mean the, now I lay me down to sleep. I mean, when was the last time that you asked them a question about God? Or shared with them a question you had about God? Or planted a little seed or did something and pointed and said, God, and then didn't finish the sentence? You are so important. Research shows that kids still look to their parents as the biggest influence in their lives by far. By far. The book of Ephesians quotes the 10th commandment, the 4th commandment, I'm sorry. Honor your father and mother and attaches the first promise to go with the commandment so that it may go well with you 
Honor your father and mother so it may go well with you and may you enjoy a long and blessed life. Honor your father and mother. How do you do that? I think on a beautiful day like this, you take stock. You take stock and you look as hard as that relationship, as complicated as it is or was, you look for one thing, one thing of value, and you try to communicate one thing of value that your father tried to do. And you make sure that he knows that. My little girl got married uh, two weeks ago today. It was a great time. We had a wonderful experience. And, um, and, and, and so that week afterwards, I, I wrote my letter. I wrote a letter to the Crosby clan thanking them for coming. And, and I wrote it out in, by hand the way my father used to write these huge, long, crazy letters to me in college with big block letters in hand, a dozen pages long. And I said this, Hello, Crosbys. As the oldest member of the Crosby clan, I take up the pen in memory of Thomas Francis Crosby III, whose written rambles were epics, filled with whimsy and craziness, sage golf advice and craziness, rose-colored memories, and did I mention craziness? And only visible from this distance here and now, filled with incredible love. I hope I do as well. I have just honored my father. May you find a way to do the same. Lord Jesus, you have the only perfect father. The rest of us are trying to love and trying to be the best we can. I pray on this beautiful day that you would bring healing where it is needed, forgiveness where it is hard, and the affirmation of love that is a small copy of your love for us, that people will hear, that dads will hear, well done, good and faithful servant. In your great name, amen.